And uh, again, I hope you had a great Christmas. And knowing that you'll have a better New Year's. Amen. Amen. So prepare for it. Our nugget that we had it once before, but I thought it was a good one. God puts no limits on faith. God puts no limits on faith. One more time. God puts no limits on faith. Your faith, then, should put no limits on God. Your faith, then, should put no limits on God. Whatsoever you believe, you shall receive. Pressed down, shaken together, running over more than what you believe for or act for. Amen? Glory to God. Father, we're praising you. We just give you thanks, Lord, as we close out this year of 2015, Father God, that you give us insight and inspiration, Father God, for the coming year. So, Father, we praise you. We just give thanks that your Holy Spirit will rise up within us, Father God, and give us greater revelation, Father God, that which is being spoken. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Coming to the end of the year, or new beginnings, we need to have a re-evaluation in our lives. As we approach the new year, we must refocus on our priorities. Sometimes we kind of leave our priorities and have just kind of drifted away because something got, got, something was more new or something, and we got into that and we kind of left our priorities back. So we're going to have to refocus on priorities. God does not want us to merely sit around and wait for the future fulfillment of his promises. Nor does he want to sit around and celebrate past victories. He wants both the past and the future to shape our lives for faithfulness, for service, for commitment to him and to the mission he's given to each and every one of us. So let's go to a, a familiar scripture. And it's found in Jeremiah chapter 29. We use this almost every year at some point, so we'll use it right now at the end of the year. Jeremiah chapter 29. God has purposes to fulfill in our daily lives. Jeremiah 29, looking at verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. From the Amplified it reads, For I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, saith the Lord, thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil, to give you hope, in your final outcome. Amen. Glory to God. He wants us to have something good. Amen. Oral Roberts had a song. Something good is about to happen to you. Or he had a saying, I should say. Maybe there was a song also on that. 
Okay, something good is going to happen to you, happen to you. Well, you know. <clears throat> this, is an this is assurance. This is a promise. Yet we know that there's going to be challenges, okay, and hardships in our future. But it's not the completion God's plan is our completion. Amen? Glory to God. Uh, so we must personally survey our attitudes uh -oh, concerning God's promises and how they will affect our lives. Look at the, some of the promises that he has given us and how are those promises going to affect your life? Hmm. Think about that. Okay. Right after the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah wrote the next book. It's called Lamentations. So let's go to Lamentations and find out something here. Lamentations chapter 7. Did I write that right? I get I got it wrong. Boy. Nope, nope, nope. Pardon me. Let's back up, not Lamentations. I want to go to Ecclesiastics. Pardon me. That's a good one. Had you go to Jeremiah. Okay, we're going to back up to, uh, right after Proverbs is the book of Ecclesiastics. And we want to go to Ecclesiastics chapter 7. Ecclesiastics chapter 7. We are where in this year? The end. We are at the end of the year. Okay. Ecclesiastics chapter 7. You got it. All right, let's look at verse 8. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning. All right, you can rejoice. It's the end of the thing. We need to... I mean, you can think about it. This is the end. The end of the year. It's better at this point. It should be. Okay. Some of you didn't like that at all. Let's go, <laughs> let's go to... Uh, Verse 10. Well, you want nine, all right. Be, be not hasty in the, in the spirit to be angry, for anger rests in the bosom of fools. Okay. She likes, it, she likes it in the Amplified. I'll read it from the Amplified, starting with verse 8. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning of it. And in the patience in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Do not be quick in spirit to be angry or vexed, for anger and vexation lodge in the bosom of fools. Okay. We want to go to verse 10 now. Say not thou, what is the cause of the former days were better than these? Read it from the Amplified. Do not say, why were the old days better than these? Don't say, why were the old days are better than these? He says... It's better, it's better to be at the, begin, at the end. Okay. Here's why. Would you want to repeat the mistakes you did last year? Or this year. The beginning of this year. That's why it's better at the end. Because some of you, could, we should have made some corrections. 
would you want to have the emotions and spiritual struggles all over again of this past year? Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> Having difficulty with families and friends and neighbors rising all over again? No, that, no, you don't want that. You want the end of the year. It's a lot better, right? Christmas time, you know, that brings joy to the world and all that. Amen? Okay. Now let's go to the New Testament. And I want us to go to uh, the book of Philippians. Find Philippians chapter 3. Verse 13. Paul is writing, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before. So he's agreeing here. Right? It's better at the end than at the beginning here. Glory to God. Now I have to tell you a little story here. Are you ready? This little story is about a happy parakeet named Zippy. You know. The owner decided to clean out the cage, and you know, those that have you know parakeets or birds, you know, but cages get pretty dirty. You think what the cages look like, you know, they get begin to you know. So the, the owner went there and got the vacuum cleaner, stuck it in the cage and started sucking up all that stuff at the bottom of the cage. And then the phone rang. So he reached for the phone and <laughs> I I have to call call you back. Turned off that back. Turned off the vacuum cleaner, ripped open the bang, and there was Zippy. It was, it was all sucked up. Zippy was alive, but he was stunned. Get this dirt off of Zippy. He was covered with soot and dirt and all the bird, uh, bird cage debris on him. And poor Zippy was <laughs> coughing, you know. After trying to clean Zippy off, they ran to the bathroom, turned on the cold water and held Zippy under it. Hoping you're all seeing this. All of a sudden, you realize that Zippy was wet and shivering. So all of a sudden, reached over there and got the hair dryer and hit it on high and Zippy never knew what hit him. The owner reports that Zippy. <laughs> wow. 
cracking up my own jokes. <laughs> the owner reports that Zippy seemed to be okay. But Zippy doesn't sing anymore. He just sits there and stares glassy-eyed into nowhere. Oh, glory to God. Now, maybe that's your story for 2015. You were sucked up, dumped on, washed up, and blown over. You don't feel like singing anymore. Your heart seems to be crushed, and, your feet, and you feel that you're in a constant stupor. Was that your 2015? <laughs> oh, boy. But I'm here to tell you, I've got good news. You don't have to be like Zippy. So listen up. Let's turn to Psalms chapter 30. Oh, I can't see. My, my other glasses broke this morning, so I had to find another pair, so it's not as clear. <laughs> okay, Psalms 30. We want to look at verse 5, but the end of verse 5. But joy cometh in the morning. Joy comes in the morning. Glory to God. Weeping lasts for just the night. You can laugh today. Glory to God. Amen. Don't let the, dark, uh, let the devil keep you in darkness. God is faithful. He sent his son who gives us light. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Looking at verse, at verse 11. Same Chapter, Psalms 30, verse 11. Thou hast turned me, pardon me, thou hast turned for me my mourning into dancing. Thou hast put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Trials, trials will pass. But God's promises stand strong and firm. We can realize... Keep, keep a hold of it. Uh, it's time to dance like David danced. Amen. Yes, there's going to be critics that are watching you dance. But you do this to please God, not men. Okay, so when you're dancing at, at work, crazily, <laughs> dancing, dancing at... Uh, in the grocery line or dancing out there in the parking lot, whatever it may be. You're dancing for God, not, not other people, all right? We need to, just like Paul said, press forward to what lies ahead. Okay, let's now turn to Psalms. Let's go back up a little bit. Psalms 23. Psalms, the 23rd Psalm. Look at verse 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. Goodness and mercy will pursue you. Amen. 
and repair all damages. It comes in the morning, it means that all the damages that were done the, the day before are now repaired. Goodness and mercy are not abstract qualities, but they add strength to you. Amen. Glory to God. You thought we got out early last week. Wait till you get out today. It's too cold in here to stay. <laughs> okay. If the end if the ending is better than the beginning, press onward. The Word of God, the Bible, is forever looking forward. It doesn't look back, okay? It tells us to look forward. Let's now turn to the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. Verse 8, 11 verse 8. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go into, an, into a place which he should after receive an inheritance, obeyed and he went out, not knowing whether he went. He's going forward. He's going forward in life. He just, God gives him a direction to go and he follows it. This coming year, God's going to give you some direction. You're going to have to follow it. You can say, I'm not too sure where it's going to lead. But if you follow God, it's going to be something good. It's going to give you a great gift. So we need to welcome God's promises. Welcome God's word. 2 Timothy. Back up to the 2 Timothy chapter 4. Verse 7, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Finish your course. Amen. Don't abandon it, but finish your course. If you abandon it, you're, sh you're sure going to be a loser. So what God gives you, don't abandon it, but go finish the course. Amen? Oh boy. Revelation chapter 21. That's Revelation chapter 21, looking at verse 6 and 7. And he said unto me, It is then I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of, of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Glory to God. If you overcome the adversities that are going to be set before us by the enemy this coming year, you're going to be blessed. Amen. Don't run from it, from the end. You know, just, just like the song said, Satan, the blood is, of Jesus is against you. Walk, walk in it. 
Okay, James. Let's go to James chapter 1. We are moving along quickly here. That favorite verse in James chapter 1, verse 2, Brethren, count it all joy. When you fall into divers temptations, you can overcome. You don't have to be like Zippy. Okay. There's a struggle for life. Anybody, anybody ever watch, well, more like you've, you've read it, maybe you saw it in school, how um, uh, the caterpillar makes a cocoon and gets in it, and, and then after so long, the caterpillar is no longer a caterpillar, but it's a beautiful butterfly, and it breaks that cocoon, and it works itself. I mean, it, it's... Tedious that that, and then when it gets main reason that there's such a fight in that cocoon is that the butterfly is giving its wing strength to fly. If you take that same cocoon and you see that butterfly coming out and you open up that cocoon for it, it will not fly because it won't have any strength. There are certain uh, things that are going to come against you, but it's going to strengthen you through the Word of God. So know that you have the ability to overcome, just like that butterfly. And you'd be beautiful to about it. Amen? Amen? Don't dwell on the past. Press forward in the future. You can live and have joy today. To be successful in 2016, you will have to surrender your plans to God's purposes. Does your plans fit God's plan or do, do, do you want God's plan to fit your purpose? Uh-oh. Think about it. Okay, let's go back to the book of Psalm, Psalms. Pardon me. And we want to go this time to Psalms 39. Psalms 39. Psalms 39, verse 4. Lord, make me, make me to know my end and the measure of my days. What it is that I may know how frail I am. From the Amplified, Lord, make me know my end and to appreciate the measure of my days. What is it? Let me know and realize how frail I am. Let me, in other words, we need to evaluate each opportunity that's given to us and make the necessary change when, it, when it's shown to us. What we need to do this coming year is dump the attitude, I can't. Dump the attitude, I can't. And quick, quit making excuses 
for not growing in the Lord. Oh boy, that's pretty heavy. Back to the book of Jeremiah this time. Jeremiah chapter 17 this time. We have to understand this first. Jeremiah 17 verse 9. The heart is deceitfully above all things. Desperately wicked. Who can know it? From the Amplified, the heart is deceitful above all things. And it is exceedingly perverse and corrupt and, and severely morally sick. Wow. Who can know it, perceive and understand, acquaint with his own heart and mind. We need to get rid of that. Change our heart. Get into God's word. It, it changes things. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. The mind and the heart will be renewed. Glory to God. Uh, since we're in that neighborhood, turn to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 36. That's Ezekiel, chapter 36. Ezekiel, chapter 36, verse 26. A new heart also I give, give you, and a new spirit will I put within you, and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you... You a heart of flesh. If you have anything that's, that's hard in your heart, take this one scripture here. Say, the Lord's giving me a new heart. I don't have to have this, this dry, arid, rocky, terrible place in my, in my heart any longer. He's giving me a new heart. Amen. And let's move on to the book of Matthew chapter 12. We're going to look at verse 34, but I want to really uh, note the latter half of it, but we'll read the whole thing. Verse 34 of Matthew 12. O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. The more words you have in it, the better words come out. The more, world, the more of the world you live in, Evil things come out. Um, just last night, uh, the wife said that she's on Facebook and she said some people, their language is just plain filth written in Facebook. You, you can see where they're at. They, they, they don't have Jesus in their lives. And that's what we need to find. We need to find those people. Get them born again. Thank you for all those that agreed there. Worship. God desires that our expression of worship be exclusively for Him. So let's go to John chapter 4. That's John chapter 4. We're looking at the end of the year.
verse 23. But the hour cometh, and now is, when true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. Glory to God. Back to Matthew chapter 6 this time. Things we need to do. We need to worship God. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and all those things shall be added unto you. From the Amplified it reads, But seek, aim at, and strive after first of all his kingdom and his righteousness, his ways of doing and being right. And then, though, then all these things taken together will be given to you besides. Glory to God. So we need to have some commitment given to the Lord. Seek ye first. That's a commitment. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Ephesians. In Ephesians chapter 5. Verse 17. Ephesians 5, 17. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. To be wise means to be, we need to understand what the word of the Lord is. Amen? Seek what the Lord says. There will be a day of accountability. Commitment and accountability will develop your maturity. Your mature level. Okay? Now, we're looking at, we're still in 2.15. What habits mark your day? Think, what habits mark your day? And of those habits, what course are they taking you to? To God or from God? What habits mark your day? Do you have good habits? And what courses are they taking you to? And if, not, if they're not the proper habits, we need to change them for 216. Amen. Oh, glory to God. We have gone all over the Bible this morning. Verse, oh, pardon me. James 4 and verse 14. James chapter 4, and we'll look at verse 14. Whereas ye know not what ye shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanishes away. We don't have that much time. Um, a little over a week ago, I had a birthday. Up to that birthday... Outside of leap year, I have lived 26,424 days. That's a birthday. 
26,000. Oh, it was 600. 24,642 days. So my days are getting short, according to what, you know. <laughs> and as I'm, I'm looking at 120. Then I'm halfway there almost. Okay? Think about, think about some things. Now, let's go to... I don't know how I got there. Let's go to... Uh, some of you are going to try to figure out how many days you lived already. I ain't that old. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Looking at verse, starting with verse 8. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 4, uh, chapter 4, starting with verse 8. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Glory to God. Things are going to happen. But you can overcome. Our life is not meant to be lived in the past. A lot of people live in the past. I, I told you about the, the one individual that when I was working for PG&E, uh, he made a mistake, and it was a you know a cost quote a costly mistake to the to the company, and they they pulled him in. Um, Two weeks later, after they convened, uh, the board convened, we call it a board, and then they said, okay, this is what you should have done. This is what you should have done. It took these five or six members two weeks to figure out what he should have done, and he had to make that his decision in a split second. And they wrote him a letter of rep being reprimanded and so forth and said, you're not going to be able to do this and this anymore. And he would pull that thing out. It was years. He would pull that thing out. See, look at this. He would say, look at this. This is what they did to me. You can't live in the past. You can't drag the old stuff with you. It's going to hold you back. Yes, the path, our past, shapes our lives. But that's not where we live today, or should not live today. Life should be lived now in God's presence. What God wants us to be now, adapt to it. Be pleasing to Him today. And persuade others to come to know the Lord. Same time as last week, I'm good. So I want to say I wish you and bless you for a happy new year. And if you're looking for a title for this, the closing of 2015 or Zippy. Okay, we have, uh, we have uh, Christine's coming up. Okay. In a moment here, sing another song. Amen. Uh, 